Thank you. It's lovely to be able to have an opportunity to share a few minutes with you this morning, looking at the Bible together, just having a look and reminding ourselves, uh, harvest is a time of celebration. It's a time when we recognize the goodness of God, the kindness of God to us, and what he has given us. Uh, if you ever read the Old Testament, you'll see that there were loads and loads of opportunities. The Bible is full of celebration, of how wonderful God is and what he's done. So it's good for us to, to, to learn to celebrate well. I wanted to talk about that throughout the Bible, there's this God's character comes through all the time as well, where he talks about the fact that his love for justice, his love for mercy. And it's something that he also expects of his people to demonstrate to a world that is watching so they understand who he is and what he's like. I just want to jump to Deuteronomy quickly, have a, have a look at this verse here. At the time when God was bringing his people, he brought his people out of Egypt, out of slavery. So this whole people had been in slavery, and he brought them out into freedom. And he, he got about developing a constitution for these people of how they should live. How then should we live now we are free, was, was what he was trying to talk to his people about. And this is what it says in part of it. For the Lord your God is God of gods, the Lord of lords, the great king mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are to love those who are aliens, for you yourself were aliens in Egypt. Let me very quick, aliens is not E.T. Aliens are those people who do not belong to us, those people who are from outside. They don't, they're not part of us and they don't belong with us in a sense. That's what he's saying. Be very careful. So God is the great God. He's proclaiming himself as the great God. There is no God like him. He is the great God of liberation. He brought everybody out of slavery into freedom. It's never been heard of. It's never happened before that God brought these people out. of. And he says, and, and, and he could do anything he wants. He could have said then, I want you for the rest of your life to crawl around on your bellies and give thanks to me. But he didn't. Because he's not like that. The way he is, is he says, I don't show partiality, I don't accept bribes, I will defend the fatherless and the widow, and I will make sure that those who do not belong will feel that they're looked after, cared for, and kept safe. Because you yourselves were exactly like that. You didn't belong in Egypt, and I brought you out. I want to jump quickly into the Gospels to look at what Jesus has to say. And Jesus was a bit worried because... When he came, he found that the people who really were th those who were supposed to look after the way we worship God, the way we see God, the Pharisees and the law givers, were the people who the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, he said, you're hypocrites. It's imagine him coming to the church and saying, you bunch of hypocrites, you don't understand what it's all about. Because what they'd done is they'd been so worried about the minutiae of making sure they didn't do anything to offend God, that they never actually did what God wanted. So you, you, t you, you provide a tenth of your spices and mint, dill, cumin. You can imagine they're very small. You know what the spices are. Tiny little things for making food taste nicer. And you split them up. But you've neglected the most important matters of the law, which is justice, mercy, and faithfulness. People all the way through the Bible got God wrong. They misunderstood what he was about. He was about justice and mercy. They forgot that all the time. All the time, people forgot what God was like. He kept saying to them, let's jump into uh, one of the epistles, some of the epistles, which are people, after Jesus rose and went to heaven, um, people were writing letters to each other, and we've got some of them in the Bible. And here we've got this one, James. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faithful is this, to look after the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. 
James has gone back to this idea. He's understood what God was like. He's saying, be like God. God is really worried about injustice, and he really loves mercy. In John 1 John, it says, if anyone has material possessions, sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Same question. Are we reflecting God? So he's writing to the people and saying, are you reflecting the way God is? Next one. So throughout the Bible, God shows that he loves justice in the overflows of mercy, and his people should reflect what he is like. And this is shown especially in their relationship to the fatherless, the widow, those who from outside, basically the vulnerable and the powerless. Next slide. So again, I just want to just say the problem is that we look at the world and we say, how can we make that happen? How can we actually make it happen in reality when the world is such a mess? How can you look at justice? You know, we've just been thinking, I've been thinking about Ukraine and places like that. Where, how can you see justice working itself out in that terrible conflict? And so we, we kind of lose the will to do anything. So what I wanted to do is look at some of the things that Global Care have been involved in and trying to put some meat on the idea of what it actually means. So what does it actually mean to respond? What, what, is, what does it look like in reality? What sort of things could it look like? Next slide, please. So I want to introduce you to Oscar here. Over the years, we've had many people who sponsor children, and one of these sponsored children is Oscar. He was born with a severe curvature to his spine and, and has had other health challenges throughout his life. He, when we first met him, he wasn't going to school, but through we were able to find a sponsor for him who was able to attend school then. And through these many years of challenges, he's done well at school. Uh, and he had to have special mobility aids, obviously he had to special have, have special back braces, etc. But throughout the time, we were able to help him with that. Now, one of the challenges we had was the people in Uganda said to us, why waste money on a child with such severe disabilities when it is unlikely that that, person will have to, that child will have to grow up to get a decent enough job so to repay the community and make it worthwhile? Why spend money on a child like that when if you spent money on a child who's able-bodied, doing well, then the return on investment would be very good? Which is a good challenge, isn't it? When money is very tight in a community, people challenge you on those sort of things. Well, we said, well, that's not the way we work, and we continued. And through the kind of his sponsor, he was able, to, he did very well at school. Uh, he was 17 at his last birthday. But three months ago, he collapsed and died in class. Now, were they right? Were these Ugandans right? Did we waste our money? Sponsors gave money for years and years, we're giving money, and we threw it down the drain. It was a waste of money because he just died. But it isn't. Why isn't it? Because God is not like that. God is overwhelmingly merciful and kind. He doesn't care. He does not care. He just loves immensely. If you have not experienced that love yourself, you need to come and find out who he's all about. You need to start reading the Bible because God is a God who is immensely loving and kind and generous to his people. And he just wants you to come and meet him. So reckless mercy and love is God's thing. And maybe justice for the downtrodden is an example of God's reckless mercy. Can I say that when the funeral was held, it was an amazing time because so many in the community said, we didn't understand why you were doing what you were doing, and now we see what God's like. It's fantastic, very exciting. Second slide. In Sri Lanka, we have a non-formal school uh, in a very poor community. Children missed out in, co in ed education, so some of the older boys said, we don't want to come back and study. It's not worth us. 
We're 16, we're 17, what's the point in us going back and trying to study? We're too far behind, we're never going to make it. So we managed to make an agreement with the local government's vocational school, and they're training to learn how to make, fabricate uh, aluminium window frames. It's very big in, in uh, Sri Lanka, and actually very, very big in the Gulf. If you know anything about that part of the world, a lot of Sri Lankans will be going to the Gulf to build things, and, and having a skill like this makes them very, be able to have a good living. So maybe, maybe justice and mercy is just about providing future for vulnerable children. Next slide, please. So another thing in the same school is uh, children never get a chance to do much creative. I don't know if you ever noticed, in very poor communities, children with creative bents don't really break through very easily. But in that school, there's a, one teacher who's completely passionate about the importance of children having access to art and craft. And they were able to take part in a, uh, in a, in a county-wide competition between all the schools. This is a very simple, non-formal school and against all the very big schools in the area. And the, the children got one, two, and three uh, uh, prizes. Came first, second, and third. We're really proud of them. So maybe justice and mercy works its way out in very simple ways of allowing children to have a creative output, an opportunity to be creative. Next slide, please. Another one, this is in, in Pachapal. This is Kalyan, Maharashtra State, about three, miles from, three, three hours from Mumbai. So there's a young girl uh, who's, uh, who's, the father will not let her go to school. So we've been trying to work with the mother to see what we can do. She comes to our, our, our afternoon clubs, which is like a homework club, can you imagine? Homework club running for very poor children in a very poor area in Dalats, in a very poor area. And one of the problems we've had is that the mother goes to work and when she goes to work, she has to take her with her for safety. And when she goes to that lady to work, she's not allowed to take her study materials. So she doesn't let, believe it or not, the woman that this uh, mother cleans for does not let the child study. So what are we going to do about this? It's gotten very difficult. The problem we have is that she cannot study. Her brother, who's eight years old, can go down the road, and there's a group of them sit around the, uh, the lamp in the middle of the street. But for a young girl, it's very, very dangerous to go and sit on the street, as you can imagine. So we went, she wasn't able to study. Now, a very simple solution came up was, why don't we get a rechargeable lamp, Exhibit A, and then she would come to the center each day, plug it in, charge it up, take it home, study in the evening, and is doing very well now. So justice and mercy can be very strange little things, like a little lamp. We've actually been working with a number of other children to increase that opportunity. So sometimes justice and mercy is a tiny little thing to overcome discrimination within a community which is vulnerable and poor. Next one. I just hope that you've seen some practical examples. I could go on and on and bore you for whole hours and hours, but what I wanted to do encourage you is you can change the world for some children. And if you keep getting that vision and keep, you keep driving forward, we've been doing it for 40 years, we want to do it for more. And uh, I hope that you'll take the opportunity. We brought some literature, wouldn't be a proper charity without lots of literature, would we? And some books and things for you to look at. Please come and look at them. If anything we've said has stimulated any interest or any sort of resonance within you, please come and talk to us afterwards. The table's at the back there. Have an opportunity. But bless you all. Thank you. Don't forget, in all of this, celebrate God's goodness. His overwhelming love, mercy, and justice is something that we take for granted. Thank you.